David Rosenberg here with the Other Wrestling Daves podcast. I'm David Rosenberg. Uh, you guys probably know me from uh, at MSC Pro Wrestling or at Dave Rosenberg on Twitter. The second one is my ratings Twitter. So if you guys haven't followed that, definitely go check that out. I know a lot of you are tuning in uh, because I promised some ratings talk. Um, this right here is actually just going to be a little introduction to say hello. I'll get you guys to know me a little bit about the podcast, introduce some of the concepts that we're going to be doing on this show. I know I promised you guys a rating segment every week, and I definitely will be doing that because you guys know that um, numbers and statistics, I probably should have been a statistics major in college because I do just get a kick out of tracking uh, numbers year over year and checking them and things like that. Um, so if you're one of those people who like to argue on the internet um, about the ratings, I'm probably your guy. I prefer that you don't argue so much because I don't think it needs to be such a big competition, but the ratings are fun, no doubt. Um, numbers are always a good time. but Unfortunately, this week, because Christmas and New Year's uh, delayed the Nielsen ratings and Showbuzz Daily's reporting of that, uh, my reporting and analysis will also be delayed. Um, I had planned possibly to do a final wrap-up of the year um, and maybe break things down by show and by quarter just to give you guys an idea of exactly how uh, well AW, WWE, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, all of those did. Um, and of course, I'll give you some context because uh, if one show averages... 2 million viewers, that could be really good for them or really bad. Um, and if another show averages 900,000 viewers, that could also be really good or really bad. So um, everything in ratings is basically on context. And, and that's just going to be kind of my uh, little spiel uh, before we go into this next segment, which is actually going to be uh, one of the weekly segments as well. Um, two of my buddies, their names are Austin and Adonis, but we call Adonis Donnie because, well, we've been childhood friends and that's just what we call each other. But both of those guys are going to be on the podcast every week uh, because, honestly, uh, they're the ones that got me into wrestling and they're the ones that I kind of spitball all my ideas off and talk to about stuff before I even tweet them out and things like that. So um, I think a lot of that conversation, you know, you guys see what I end up tweeting out and thinking about and stuff, but you don't see how I get there and the thoughts and probably a lot of the same conversations that you are having with your friends. So. I hope that, uh, you know, these little 20, 30 minute segments uh, with Austin, Donnie and I can really, you know, just take a little bit of your day and you can enjoy, uh, you know, people talking about wrestling because I feel like as wrestling fans, we can never get enough content. Uh, the WWE Network has definitely proven that to be true. Um, so without belaboring this, I want to wish you all a happy new year. I'm sure I'll do it again in this episode. Um, and I hope that 2021 is just much, much better than 2020 because let's be real that was awful without further ado here comes donnie and austin all right i got austin and donnie on the line they are both here and the best way i know to make them introduce themselves since i know them both personally is to do it like a camp counselor so austin and donnie you guys are going to introduce yourself and name your favorite wrestler austin first okay. All right. Uh, well, you know, um, favorite all time got to be Stone Cold Steve Austin, the old, the old Are violent you named redneck. After him, uh, I, I am named after. No, I'm not named after him. <laughs> that would be cool though. The uh, no, yeah, he was. He was the. The timing would be there. Well, no. Oh no no no, 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 no. You were born in like early. I was 90s, born so he would have been stunning, Steve. So. I was born in 1983. And, no, um, don't lie to no. people. <laughs> <laughs> Mid 90s. It was a little before he rose to prominence. But yeah, I mean that was the guy I grew up watching. Uh, such such that I did. Uh, he was, you know, the guy who 
really got me into wrestling to 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 begin with. Yeah, but Donnie. All right, uh, I didn't grow up watching wrestling, so I got to go ahead and say my favorite is probably Seth Rollins. Oh, yours is a contemporary. That's cool though. I, Seth Rollins is like really. I started watching kind of late. When did you start watching? Around 2016, 17. Right. So this and is a good way. Two years behind. Right. So this is a good way to kind of talk about who you guys are and why exactly you're going to have a segment on this show every week. Um, Austin and Donnie. Austin is the one who got me into wrestling, right? So you yeah, had just kind of recently like refound wrestling in like so, 2015. Yeah, go ahead. So my, my wrestling story, uh, I grew up watching it on and off. Um, I had, you know, cousins who were really into it. So, and, and, and a couple friends, uh, growing up who I, you know, I would go over to their house, watch them and, uh, play video games and, and whatnot, but I never, uh, never really committed to watching it weekly or, or anything like that. I just cannot keep up with it as a, uh, as a child with ADD. I mean, uh, you have <laughs> So as an adult with ADD, I got back into it uh, during college. I lived next door to a guy who was super into wrestling, and he he you know showed me the you know the Bro. wonders of of mid twenty tens wrestling. And, do you know? Uh, I got do you know like specifically what hooked you during that time? Uh, what in college? Yeah, like like I don't know. I can remember, and I'll tell the story in a bit of like the match that you made me watch. That I was like, this might be for me. And then I mm -hmm. kept watching and I haven't missed an episode since. But was there like your roommate, did he show you something during that time that you were just kind of like, I definitely have to watch this? Or was it just a product overall? I don't think he showed me one specific thing that made me like jump out and be like, oh, I'm hooked. Uh, but he, you know, I, it was it was every weekend or whatever. I was over there watching the pay-per-views with him and he right. just kind of gradually got me into it. Um you know, I was always a sucker for the the Royal Rumbles. Anytime that was on, you know, I had to watch it. Oh yeah, uh, you love Royal Rumbles. We're I do. I do love do, Royal Rumbles. We're gonna have to do something. It's, uh, with the Royal Rumble. By far, my favorite pay per view of the year. Yeah. So then, yeah, you started watching around them in the mid 2010s, and that's probably yeah. when you got me watching because I remember watching Undertaker right. and wrestle and wrestle Roman Reigns at WrestleMania in Orlando. Right. So it was it would have been 2013 I think when uh when I was living next door to my buddy James who was the guy who uh you know pulled me back into it and I got Jeez. really into it probably about a year after that. Like 20 yeah so like the Wyatt family and the Shield and all yeah, that. Yeah, that that was yeah. It was it was it was post Shield. It was right after the Shield broke up but the Wyatt family were were big um yeah, that's about right. Yeah, because, yeah, I, th like I said, the first match that I remember, like, I think we were talking on something, whatever was before Discord, probably like an Xbox party chat or something, but mm -hmm. we were talking during WrestleMania, and you're like, just turn it on. And I think you <laughs> gave me your, like, WWE Network password. <laughs> and I, I definitely don't still have that in in my Xbox is how I watch the network. No, but, yeah, and then I watched Roman Reigns beat Undertaker, and even though... Like now I know that's like one of the shittiest matches I've probably ever seen. But at the time, I didn't really get it. And it was just like spectacle and it was really cool. And there was this big like greasy haired strong guy beating this like dead guy who I like I, I've heard of Undertaker. Right. So I got right. like there was some significance happening. So um, and then I think I just started watching Raw. And I remember the first time I got like worked because Roman took like a post or something and he started bleeding. And I was like, I think he's really bleeding. And you're like, he's not really bleeding. <laughs> and, and I always remember that, like, that was the moment where I was like, I have to, I have to find out 
everything about this so I never feel like that again and I never <laughs> want to get worked again. So I just dove into wrestling and tried to learn every single thing that I could possibly do. And here I am fucking three, four it's, years later, an absolute. Uh, a good uh, deal more than that. I think it's, it's probably closer to five or six at this right, point. Right, but right. Um, <laughs> it, it is interesting that that was the match that hooked you because, I mean, there was so much else going on with that match being, you know, right. Undertaker's a AJ and Mania Shane lot. were on that card. And, and they yeah, were, that was that was actually a pretty wild match, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they correctly. were really good. And the Hardys returned, too. I felt that moment. Yes. I felt yeah. that moment. That was a really cool one. And that's what's crazy. I mean, you had never even really watched them before. And you, you still, I mean, the way, I mean, you just, the energy from the stadium is, you know, that's that's what it's all about, right? Right, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And my, my wrestling experience before that was, I think one time I was at my buddies that I was playing high school baseball with, I was at his house after a game or a practice or something like that. And I saw on the TV, like Raw or SmackDown was on and I saw Sheamus and he was doing like the, the 10 beats of the Bowery and I was, or whatever it's called. And I was just like, yeah. what, this is so stupid. Like, do you watch this? Like, this is so dumb. And I mean, maybe it was dumb. Sheamus, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of his these days, but like, uh, you know, it's funny that like, I just dismissed that only a few years before it would become like one of the most important things in my life um and then not to leave donnie out donnie you jumped in kind of because um both of all, you guys were watching wrestling right and also yeah you're in our friend group and <laughs> we yeah we like you a lot and then you like us a lot so you just were like let's watch all the pay-per-views did you so you didn't watch as a kid i don't think i knew that before we started recording honestly um i didn't watch too much as a kid i mean i knew it back then just in general from right how popular it was with everybody right. in our age like you've range. heard of john cena and stuff like that I, i've heard of john cena and everything i've heard of you know mankind everything like that undertaker right. all the big names basically when i was younger i watched a little bit in elementary school but not too much i fell out of it um i did break my arm once uh wrestling on a trampoline oh so that's a bit of inside knowledge you have a bunch of like injury stories i don't know if any of them are actually interesting but you no, no, no. Just, I, I don't remember the story this was in maybe fifth or fourth grade i guess the question is I not when did it happen but grade. why did it happen what were you doing you said you were wrestling on a trampoline which like i guess i get right like I, suplex uh -huh. someone limited yeah, yeah. issues did uh, someone I, I broken a broken arm and how I played did the someone video throw game. you did you throw someone did you i think i fell by myself it was a bit of a you know how all my injuries are self-inflected self-inflected self all right and then so you do you have a moment that you remember being like i'm definitely because you watch a ton of wrestling nowadays i think you're more like you're more up to date than austin is honestly these days when i talk to him i mean but well, don't throw him under the bus like that well i it's it's no, not it's throwing true. someone under the bus on smackdown anymore it's, it's just really hard to watch ron smackdown <laughs> uh yeah. the You're first not... thing i specifically remember i'm sure there was like probably a weekly episode that showed up when i happened to be over at austin's house and i caught some of it or all of it but i went over one day to watch hell in a cell in 2017 the the i think the punjabi prison i don't know if it was 2017 that was the punjabi prison one but that one uh, Jinder Mahal was champion. So the, it's weird, that's right? That's the one that got you in it. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, well, <laughs> Shane McMahon. Sh I will go ahead and say that Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens probably got me into it. Well, okay, that's a really good feud. All right, Shane so, McMahon being so the, it was just uh, around the time of a very unfortunate mm -hmm. feud at the, at the top of the card. Uh, Shane and Kevin Owens were actually at the top of the card because I looked it up just right. Now. And you said Seth is your favorite, so Seth was doing. Uh, 
the shield was dead at the time i believe right so he was doing stuff with ambrose kind of doing his like yeah it was like the return of the shield was happening but it was yeah it was like it was it was getting over his big heel turn yeah that's kind of like i came in at a real dark point in wrestling i'm sorry right it's to be honest it's it's i think that's i mean and i don't know if this will benefit us um as we talk about the shows and stuff that we like and don't like but um we're all fairly young i think the oldest one of us is like 26 or 27 so um like we haven't actually seen like you know there's a lot of people who do these podcasts and they like grow up and they watch like the 80s and the 90s were even like a development for them and then the 2000s were development for them and then they look at today and it's like you know this is kind of all we had so i think that um becoming fans you know like Austin, you're the, the Wyatt family in the Shield is a pretty good time to come into wrestling, but like Reigns and Taker is not great, and the Punjabi Prison is not great, and that's exactly yeah. when Adonis and I came in. So it's, it's just Shane funny, McMahon that. continually trying to kill himself will always be great. Well, that's that's been going on for years, right. but uh, yeah, I mean that's, that that is I think what's interesting about our our collective perspective is that uh, you know I I watched you know on and off younger, but you guys really. Like, I mean, you've gone back and watched some stuff since then, but I mean, you really, you know, don't have much knowledge before 2015 ish. Right. So we're fucking committed. Like, we've yeah. just been hit with sh- bad stuff shit. after bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> and it's, and, and it's, and we like it. I mean, we try to like it. But, oh, we all right. So, <laughs> so, this is supposed to be our welcome back rebrand show, but it's also supposed to be our 2020 recap show. Uh, 2020 has sucked lot it's definitely i think the worst year that we've all had and it's probably the worst year that like a lot of people have had um covid obviously that's not something to ignore i hope everyone listening has managed to stay safe if you haven't i hope that you've recovered or you are recovering and you will recover soon um but yeah we've also i think this past week um like two more wrestlers uh died one old one very young um on a long list of wrestlers that have died in, in, in the past year. I mean, that has absolutely sucked. Of course, I'm talking about John Huber, Brody Lee. Um, as we speak, I think the AW show, the tribute show is going to go live in about 20 minutes. So uh, we're going to watch that just after we're finished recording. But uh, we're going to try not to focus on so much of all that negative stuff, but we are going to give our favorite and least favorite thing uh, of the year. So I'll let, uh, I guess I started with, Austin on the intro. So Donnie, you're going to start on the, what was your favorite thing of 2020? To narrow it down to one thing. I mean, you can pick a few and talk about them. I, I want to go ahead and say that I really enjoyed John Moxley's rebirth. I mean, he is wrestler of the year. I don't think anybody needs to disagree with the fact that he had an amazing year. Uh, T to B. It was all really, uh, it was all really awesome. I'm sure there are some negatives. I'm sure people can nitpick. But I really enjoyed a lot of the stuff coming from him. Him versus Kenny was great. Him versus Eddie Kingston was great. Eddie Kingston for me was another bright spot because I didn't know anything about Eddie Kingston. The women's division in WWE in general, I also enjoyed a lot. Uh, Charlotte Flair going back to NXT was really cool. Io Shirai is always really cool. And Damn, Charlotte, Charlotte went back to NXT this year, huh? Robop. That's crazy, and that's it's been a long year. It's been yeah, a long year. It's it's crazy. All oh. the things. I. It's funny. I guess when did John Moxley 
did he leave WWE earlier this year? No, 2019 is when right, he, he left at the released. end of the year. Yeah, I want to say, well, all right, something specific that I know. We went to Bash of the Beach Part 1, and that was in early January. Right. We definitely were at Bash of the Beach in early January, and yeah. everything shut down in March. I don't believe oh. he was in AEW. Is that, is that when, when Moxley walked right by us? Right. Yeah, he was, he was, that's was when he, he was doing the whole car gimmick. Yeah, he, 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 he came and he drove he up in the car. He just won the car the last week. Mm-hmm. the week prior yeah so that was right at the beginning so that was yeah that really is probably yeah, one of the biggest Fighter, stories Fighter of Fest 20 oh uh, no moxley was uh he was at Firefest in 2019 so at least all the way back in june 2019 yeah. but his was, but definitely his like his, his rise. rise yeah it was great and winning winning he was number one in the pwi uh top 500 right yeah that was so august a year later yeah so that's definitely i feel like uh, at it's Bash at the Beach, Moxley faced. I think it was. Sammy. I don't think he faced any anyone. I think he I mean, just attacked Jericho or did something. No, like I, he faced Sammy. I think I, I looked this up yesterday because you told me to. Mm. Which which Not was when we drove the car and then literally entered right right next that to was, us. That was that was that's Bash at the Beach. That's what we. Which one yeah, that, that we went to that he literally entered the car next to it? Yeah, that one. Bash at the Beach. Yeah. All right. Um, Do you have any more yeah. favorite things? Uh, the Boneyard match was fun from another WWE. The Boneyard match, I feel like, in a, in like a long list of those types of matches that, that happened throughout the year, that was like the first one, or one of the first ones, and the best one. Like, I mean, I enjoyed other other types of those. You know, I mean, they did them a bunch in NXT. Um, they did a bunch in AEW, and then, I mean, everything in New Japan was kind of like. Empty crowd, but nothing was really cinematic. But, you know, the Boneyard match, I feel like, was just special. And it actually, I feel like it was one of the only WrestleMania matches that felt like WrestleMania, if that makes sense. You know, like it did, it felt special. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, I mean, I would be upset if we didn't see Undertaker at WrestleMania. But if there were some circumstances where we knew he couldn't be there, like, that's the best, that's the best we can get. So I really enjoyed that. I'm trying to think about it now. Is that actually Taker's last match? No, no. He had a match with Corbin. Did he do something in Saudi Arabia? Probably. I think that's when he had the match against Corbin. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was before or um, after. In my mind, this is going to be Taker's last match. Right. Austin, do you have a favorite thing of the year? Yeah, so I have a feeling my favorite is uh, going to be actually very similar to yours, Dave. Uh, it is the, you know, the ultimate coronation of Roman Reigns. Uh, he's been, you know, the guy in WWE for, you know, a while now. Uh, fans have not always been behind him. Uh, and then, of course, he left for, you know, a good chunk of the year, uh, you know, health issues. Glad he's, uh, he's back and healthy now. And he came back as a heel, obviously, and just took off man like he's he's dominated he's looked great he's uh you know nobody's talking shit about him anymore he's just awesome now and uh for a guy who the fans have been against for so long to finally be where he where i believe he deserves to be at the top of the company uh i I thought that was very cool to watch yeah dude the so i feel like the heel heel turn was something that like everyone knew that he was supposed to do but they didn't want it to do at least in management and WWE, that was definitely Vince's like reason for 
I mean, we were at the WrestleMania where he was supposed to beat Brock, and then they changed it, you know, within the last, like, few yeah. days of decisions, and Brock actually, like, kept it. It was such a mess. Like, those years did not have to be so difficult, I think, for Reigns. And he's finally, like, you're right. He is finally, uh, you know, at the point, like, where mm-hmm. everyone can be. Of course, I, I don't know if this is, un- like, unfortunate timing or whatever, but he, you know, he obviously came back from cancer uh, just, like, a year ago, um, which is What's such a year? baby face. You know, it's just, like... It's almost yeah, like a baby one, face for life thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that, that's still, the one thing that yeah. I hate about is that you know you want to cheer for the guy who, who beat right. cancer, but people have been just booing him mercilessly for years and years and years, right? For for no reason other than you know bad creative. Like and, it's 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 never been a fault of Romans, and uh, it's it's just good to see that he's he's finally getting to you know be where he deserves to be. Yeah, there, there's there's a reason he's at the top of the company. Um, a lot of people think that like the people at the top of the company are just like forced on them. And sometimes that's true. Um, but sometimes it's like for a reason. And it's because those like people are handpicked to handle all of the pressures of this job. And it's a big one, you know, it's not one that like normal people can have. And it's one that people can take and they get crushed by it. So, uh, I'm glad, um, that at least my friends recognize that one of my favorite wrestlers, Roman Reigns is, uh, you know, finally coming into his own. Did you have... Another one, uh, favorite or cool thing that happened this year? Uh, I did actually. Yeah, my other one of my other favorite things was the. Uh, it's kind of silly, but it was the uh, mimosa match between uh, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. I'm a I'm a huge Orange Cassidy mimosa fan. Match. You just like people getting dunked. That's, I like, like I like silly gimmicks. I like silly wrestling. I like it was such like uh, a nitro thing for me, but like not in a bad way. If that makes sense, yeah. like they can have fun every once in a while. Yeah, you know. As long, yeah, I, I get that. As long as you know, I, 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 comedy has always had a place in wrestling, and I think you know, I think it's important. Uh, you know, nobody's saying push Chris Jer- or uh, push you know Cassidy to the top of the uh, the ladder, but but he's certainly a made man this year after all I of that. Think stuff. People are absolutely, yeah, absolutely. He's okay, maybe people are. He's a draw. I mean, he's, he's, he's yeah. a draw. I mean, he he definitely works. And I guess what you said about you know you know the the, the comedy can be a part of wrestling. I mean, that kind of leads into. I guess what I'll say was one of my favorite things of the year. Um, since neither of you mentioned it, and I'm honestly surprised, and I think a lot of people are going to think this is the uh, stadium stampede. That was oh my uh, god, I forgot about that. Yeah, that, that was, was amazing. A ton of fun. Um, yeah. Next that to the boneyard so match, I would say that that was my favorite, like cinematic. Even though it was less cinematic than the boneyard match, but it was my favorite. You know, ones of those matches. It was so good. It was so like. It was almost like a BTE like a like a whole episode of bte in a way but the big wrestling match yeah it was just really honestly and the, and and matt and nick i think did a wrestling match on bte earlier this year on bte 200 I, I feel like that was this year maybe it wasn't but that was a lot of fun too um but yeah that's you know honestly there hasn't been a lot of good in the ring in terms of wrestling um that's not really the fault of the workers it's really hard when you don't have a crowd wrestling's based on having a crowd and having cheers and stuff i did pull up the uh highest rated matches of the year um by dave Meltzer, who we all know and love and adore um all the five star plus matches are from you're, you're new japan named after dave Meltzer, right yeah, yes that's true i named myself right. after dave Meltzer. that's why this podcast is called the other wrestling dave's podcast um <laughs> uh so we have Matt and Nick Jackson versus uh, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler at full gear. 
as a five and one quarter star match, which is pretty high up there for the year. That's something that I feel like people are going to talk about. Uh, did that work for you? Because I know that was like, I feel like that was a letdown for a lot of people. I think it was only a letdown for me based on how good we thought it would be. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Do either of you have like a worst thing, like a worst storyline? I, the, I, the only thing I can think of is, was that wedding thing this yeah. year? I do. Oh, it was this year. I do want to enjoy wrestling. And that's uh, something I kind of wanted to talk about. Okay. That, that was really I didn't bad. love that. It was really bad. I came around to it. It was kind of fun by the end. Right, but uh, it, it, I, what was the point of it is my question. There, there was no point. Anything okay. that was brought up was dropped. It was, it was practically it – was, it was thinly veiled gay bashing is what it was. Like I, oh. I, 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 that's, that's how I felt. I, I did not like it at all. Yeah, I mean it was definitely um, like we'll do the – it was like Liv Morgan's big return. And it just made her a lesbian with Lana for like no reason. And then they just dropped it for no reason. And it also did the whole Rusev and the cake thing. And then Rusev, you know, he eventually was that part of those COVID cuts. Right. So it's just kind of like it it shows that like, I don't know, the main criticism of WWE and not to harp on it is that like they don't have a plan half the time. And if they had a plan, things would makes more sense week to week and we'd probably give them more passes you know if we can somewhat make sense of them i think we're more likely to enjoy it but a lot of the worst things of the year every year are things that are just like put out there with no end game in sight and another one that i want to bring up is otis winning the briefcase it was a great moment but literally nothing happened afterwards and Right now, we're in the process of yep. watching The Miz on SmackDown. He uh, he has the briefcase now because he won it from Otis and some, you know, he had matches and all that court stuff, he, the Law and Order. And then he cashed in, but then Morrison is saying that he cashed in. Right. So now, now he's got on, it again. on this past SmackDown, he just got the briefcase back. So it's I, like... I said I didn't watch SmackDown, but I watched SmackDown. It's, um, it's one of those things where WWE just, you know, throws out the rules like they always do. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, you know, it's kind of fun. All right. I I wish they would have given Otis a chance, but you know. I think that kind of ties back to. Uh, you remember Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania? Yes, that was good. That was a bit right. of a it was a good based match based on the surrounding circumstances. They followed up with that by having Charlotte follow Rhea to NXT. That's right. great. And then Triple H said, "We have a plan. You'll see." And then well, we never saw Charlotte left. And then Rhea is, I mean, Rhea's doing stuff now, but I mean, mean, she's not close to what she was. They can get to it. Right. It's, it's a work in progress. There's a lot of, but I think, I think with the year that we had with COVID and the no fans for literally three quarters of the year. It's been so tough. It's it's, so tough to watch wrestling without fans. It's like, we've gotten used to it, but it is so much worse. Right. They've gotten better at putting on a show without fans. Yeah. I think, I think limited fans. What we're going to find out in 21 is that wrestling is going to be really good with fans. Like, yes, it's going to be awesome when we hear the roar of a full WWE pay-per-view, you know, like just doing whatever, you know, I mean, John Cena is not there, but can you can imagine the, you know, let's go Cena, Cena sucks chance or, you know, whatever you're going to have. I mean, that's just like, I kind of miss that. Also, an interesting thought that I had is that um, we haven't seen roman with uh, as a heel with fans yet 
Nice. Yeah, that's true. No, how so have it. I really, I, I'm really interested to see how the crowds are actually going to react to uh, to him being out there in front of. They in love front to of boo people. him. So yeah, so like they've been booing him for years. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns a fun guy because if you see him in the uh, interviews, like regular interviews, yeah, he's like really likable and he is a face. Yeah. And then they put him in WWE and they try to make him a face, but also kind of a jerk ass. But he's, and but he's and everybody hates him. He's these days. Everybody, every no, wrestler, not, not as an for actual the most heel. Part. I mean, as a face, they try to make him like a right, kind of a giant right, right, phenotype, right, right, right. and it doesn't work. And if they just let right, him be like just be naturally Roman, charming, yes, like he yeah. is, it would work so much better. He didn't need and a then, gimmick to get over as a baby face, but they gave no. Him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's gonna wrap things up for today. Uh, the way we're gonna oh, wrap up these segments with uh, uh, did you have more? I, have I so had some things more. I wanted to talk about. Well, yeah. we're running low on time. <laughs> I know we're running low on time, but I wanted to bring up my 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 uh, my grievances for the year. Uh, so these aren't really storyline, but I, I I think these do need to be touched on. Uh, the number one thing for me was WWE cracking down on uh, third party uh, oh, content. Twitch. Yeah, which is just one of the yeah one of the most insane fucking things I have ever. It should be illegal, but this is America, and a lot of things that should be illegal aren't. Yeah, it's just crazy. I, 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 I couldn't. Yeah, exactly. And it's 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 just nuts. Like it's just nuts to me. Like at least you know partner with the guys. You know, do something like this. Content's going to be made no matter what, and you're just throwing it out. I mean, they're they just. I I don't know. There's no reason to do it other than being control yeah, yeah a bully being bullies like that, uh, that's i mean but that's vince's mo yeah. to be honest so the other yeah. the other the other uh this is a little goofier but the whole tessa blanchard thing which guys, which which thing yeah the right. racism so well not the racism but the thing when she took the belt to mexico and just refused to give it back Right. Okay. She did do that. I, I think there was some debate. The racism was obviously worse, but like the racism. Yes, the racism was. Worse. <laughs> but I think I think one of the issues with that is that I, she definitely should have worked with the company more. It's like there was no mm-hmm. need for it to end the way it did. She was being, you know, spoiled or bratty or whatever you want to call that. And like, I didn't really expect that from her because I mean, I don't know. Maybe I just don't know who Tully Blanchard is and who his daughter is. But like, that's. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't expect all that from like the woman that they let be like the first female champion, you know, like it was a big deal and she kind of pissed away. Um, Yeah. It is that, you know, that is upsetting because it was pretty wild. It was on a bigger scale too. I think it affected things. It kind of made like, I don't, you know, we trusted this, you know, woman to do this thing. And a lot of people are going to use that as ammunition to go like, well, this is why we can't do that. And it's like, that doesn't make sense, but people are going to use that. Adonis, you got anything else? Uh, I have a few other things. Uh, Edge came back at the Royal Rumble. I did not know much about Edge at the time. Beyond You're back his on podcast, good stuff now. And I cried. Uh, th- cried. There was a crowd. Yeah, I cried a little bit. Okay. Um, th- there was a crowd when Edge came back, and that's you know yeah. we all want to see that. We're not going to have was, that. It was a dumb in January. It was really but cool. It was a great moment. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely Thank awesome, you. and a lot of people. A lot of people had a lot of emotional reactions, and that was very cool to see because, like, I don't know, when stuff means a lot to people, um, that's pretty cool. We won't get that Royal Rumble this year. I, you don't know that. Maybe at home we'll all feel it just the way we felt it with it when. Well, Edge you know, out. I did see Edge at home, and I cried. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's see? fine. <laughs> uh, no, but the, uh, the roar of the thing, crowd makes a difference. 
Yeah, Eddie Kingston winking after trying to wrangle together Butcher Blade and the Lucha Brothers. Eddie Kingston is one of my favorite parts of this year. Eddie Kingston is amazing. He's a star. And every single week after he got those guys together, he said, this is real shit. Uh, We're a family. He, He winked, and he's been struggling to keep them under his thumb. And now that... Uh, pack is back. It's crazy. I can't wait to see the rest of them. That storyline, figure out what the hell's going on with that. And I can't wait to have uh, Pac back again. Oh, another thing. Kenny Omega's back. Can't wait to see what's going to happen. the cleaner? Kenny Omega, this year. Kenny Omega? Yeah, the cleaner. Now he's the cleaner. Before he was just taking out the garbage, but now he's right, the cleaner. Right, right, right. He's got lots of ladies with brooms. He's gonna be he's gonna be a big thing in 2021. I'm I want really to see a John Cena esque entrance with like 30 <laughs> ladies with brooms, just clearing the way for him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up uh, for this segment of the show. I'll probably come back solo without Austin and Donnie, but I want to thank them uh, for being here. The way we're gonna end these things are we're gonna do final comments. Um, I might do a final comment sometimes. I will do one today, but I don't think I'm going to do one every episode. But Austin and Donnie, it's pretty much their chance to say whatever they feel like. And I guess the gimmick here is that I cannot respond. So if they feel like talking shit to me after I've been a bully throughout the episode, they can. But I think I was nice today. So, Austin, you have the floor first. Um, you know, I got on my last couple of bits. Okay, I'm not going to – you know, I didn't really have anything prepared today. So I'm just going to say um... – you know, happy new year, everybody. Uh, 2020's been rough. Hope 2021 is going to be better. Donnie? I thought we just did final comments. I'm going to save all the Dave bashing for later when he's mean to me. Okay. Happy new year. The same lines of Austin. Happy new year, everybody. I hope you enjoy this podcast. I hope you enjoy my friends and I uh, bantering about wrestling. There's definitely more to come. If you have ideas for what we want to talk about, obviously you have a bit more knowledge of who we are, what we like, when we came into this. Um, We're definitely, I think all of us are down to go back and watch like old stuff and talk about it. You might have to give us a little bit of time if you want us to watch something specific, but uh, we're definitely here for that kind of stuff. Uh, So this should be fun. I really like talking about wrestling with these guys and I wanted to bring them on here as, I don't know, just a treat because it's it's really fun for me and I feel like more people should, uh, should hear it. Donnie, you got something before we go? Thanks for having us, Dave. Yeah, yeah, thanks. We'll be back next week.